What is going on, everyone? Give me one second here. Here we go. There's my beer cracked open. How is everybody doing? If you are watching on YouTube or Facebook, please feel free to comment. Let me know where you're listening or watching from. Um, feel free to reshare. It doesn't cost you anything. If this is your first time watching us on the live, don't worry. I'm kind of new at this too. But welcome to the real life. This is part of the Bass Kayak and Beers Kayak Fishing Podcast. We have two shows a week. One of them is um, the real life, which is what you're watching. We do a live shows mostly on Thursdays. And then the episode goes live on our MP3 podcast. That will be uh, Amazon Music, Spotify, anywhere you listen to your podcast. We're there. We're playing. We're playing on all major podcast platforms. Um, if you're watching on, if you're listening and your streaming service, like it's Spotify or Apple podcast has a rating system, we do would really appreciate it. If you would leave us your reviews, your five star, it really does help uh, with the growth of the podcast. So we really do appreciate it. I got a couple of people, the jabber hammer. Remember when I was on here, bringing down Armando's viewers. Now you were bringing all that sexiness, Jabber Hammer, and I appreciate it. Also, we got, yeah, crushing it, my man, Jabber Hammer. Go follow Bass and Brews with the Jabber Hammer and Swamp Rot Fishing. A um, couple of things to also mention. Uh, it's on the comment section, both on the Facebook and on my YouTube channel, the Rowan's Heroes Benefit Tournament. For those that don't know, Jeff Malat, founder or co-founder of Kayak Bass Nation, also co-host of Kayak Bass Nation, his uh, baby granddaughter, six-month-old, was diagnosed with neuroblastoma, rare form of pediatric cancer. Uh, she did get a good diagnosis the last time they checked it from the update that Jeff Malat put on his social media, but she is in the fight of her life. Uh, Ryan Lambert is running a benefit tournament on Tourney X. The link is right there, on, whether you're watching on YouTube or Facebook. If you get a chance, please sign up. It's $30 to sign up. You can also add a few more dollars if you want. Um, it doesn't matter if you're fishing kind of kayak, pan fishing, kayak fishing, boat fishing. It doesn't matter. It's really not about winning. Um, you can show off the catches that you've gotten, but really it's just to help out. There is a raffle prices, and boy. Shout out to my sponsor, Douglas Rod. They are uh, adding a, a Douglas LRS rod to the raffle. So regardless if you caught 20 fish, if you caught the biggest fish, or if you only caught no fish at all, you can, by entering into the tournament, you are automatically in the raffle. And that's where all the prizes are going to be. I think they'll give out like a trophy or, or a, a championship belt to the winner. Um, of the tournament itself, but mostly all the, the, the prices are going to come out of the raffle. So, you know, don't feel like you're late in the game to show up. Don't feel like you're not going to win. Think about helping Rowan six month old little girl who's battling a rare form of cancer. She's a battle of her life. And again, go check it out. The link is right there on Facebook and our YouTube. If you're watching, if you're listening on MP3, go under TaniX and look for Rowan's heroes benefit tournament. And you can sign up there. Um, I got a great episode for you today. I got Darren Wendell. Just by talking to him on the pre-recording, I'm super excited. I didn't realize that me and Darren have, have so much in common as far as why we got started in kayak fishing, why we got started in doing social media, 
um, and podcasts and live shows. So I'm really excited about it. I also got something that I'm going to start doing since the episode is since the podcast is called Bass Kayak and Beers. I got this new beer. And keep in mind, I do this for you, ladies and gentlemen that are out there. I don't generally look for weird type of beers, but I figured I'd start looking for some kind of like out of the box beers, not your typical mainstream beers and try them out on the live show. This week, I got the Feisty Foggy. This is a, bear with me, German chocolate cake porter with coconut and vanilla. I'm going to give it the first sip and see what I think. Um, If you like stout, milk stout beers, I think you might like this beer. And this is by Siren Rock Brewing Company, the Feisty Foggy. I love, I don't know why, but for winter, I love stout beers. Those like the Guinness style beers, I love them. Summer, give me a lager, give me a Pilsner, give me something else. But for winter, for cold weather, that's what I love drinking. So yeah, Siren Rock Brewing Company. Not a bad, it does really have that kind of dessert style. Really does have that chocolate and coconut flavor in it, but... Maybe it's not your thing, but if it is, go check it out. Anyways, enough of that. Let's bring our next guest, Darren Wendell. Darren, how you doing, man? Dude, doing good. Now, here's the thing. I, uh, I've i tried to like beers my entire life. I cannot acquire that taste. So I am bringing the margarita to the show. Is that all right? That, oh, no am shame I in your game, my friend. All no right. shame in your game. All right. I, I, I didn't know if you were going to kick me off. This has been a short show. Oh, man. You know, it's funny because when I do a lot of the interviews that I do on the um, podcast, I do and I purposely look for people that may have a good life story to share and how they got into kayak fishing, a lot of it. And I, I'm sure my listeners are tired of mentioning this, but I bring a lot of like uh, people that suffer from PTSD from serving in the military. And a lot of them, you know, for their, you know, for, for what they live, they avoid alcohol. So I always be respectful of that and if have sure. somebody on the show that i know that says hey i don't drink alcohol we'll lay off the subject i may not even bring a beer on the podcast hey there you go respect but yeah mad respect to everyone that's you know served and is you know putting in a good fight and that goes for everyone out there it's a great day when you're in this side of the dirt for sure mm. mm-hmm. darren uh let's talk about you and how you got into kayak fishing and all this whole mess of uh, doing social media. You, but first of all, before that, I want to ask you what you do for a living because we're talking about that, and I want you to plug that in because I think that's important, and I think more people uh, benefit from from what you do. So go ahead and let's talk. Let's start with that. What do you yeah. do for a living? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I love asking this question as well. It's like, what do you do outside of kayak fish? And I think it's always fascinating uh, to find that out. And I, I have a unique position. Most people don't have these type of roles, but I am a professional fundraiser. So they call me a major gift officer. Uh, I work for a ministry called Prison Fellowship. And so we serve men, women, and children impacted by crime and incarceration all across the country. And so I've been, I've been a fundraiser, fundraiser for about 15 years. So I've been doing it for a long time and the ministry of prison fellowship is just so incredibly important. So it's uh it's fun. That's awesome, man. And I, I'm sure it is something that, you know, not just your job, but something that brings you joy 
knowing that you're helping out uh, people that may need to help. So props to you for that. Now, how do you got now into kayak fishing? Because you and I have a lot in common in the sense of when we both kind of started kayak fishing was around the same time, 2018. And kind of the evolution of how we moved from kayak fishing to actually putting out content and doing podcasts and all that. What got you, first of all, into kayak fishing? Yeah, you know what? Kayak fishing was one of those things like, like everybody else. They're sitting there in the bank and they're fishing the same spot that everybody else has to fish, right? And you can only, you know, between 20 yards and you're just thinking and you look over to your right, you're like, if I can only fish over there, over there, <laughs> over there, over there. They're kind of scanning the lake or pond that they're on. And so I was like, you know what? For just a little bit of money, you can you can get yourself into a, you know, not even a fishing kayak, a recreational kayak that you can fish out of. And it changes the game. And so that's what it was for me, first getting the, the fishing kayak. And, you know, why I started the YouTube portion of it, um, I would kind of specialized in kayak fishing almost solely. I, I do very rarely do any bank fishing uh, back in 18. But it wasn't until just a couple of years ago. Uh, I was in between jobs and I've been grinding for nonprofits and I loved it. I don't, I don't regret that time of my life for about two decades. And there were some things that happened in the, at, at, the, at the place that I was working and through some decisions of some senior leadership, it really affected the trajectory of my career. And I thought to myself, I, I want to work on something in my life that nobody can take away from me. Like nobody else's decision can determine what happens with Wendell Fishing without my say-so. I'm mm-hmm. the boss. And so that's why I started um, Wendell Fishing and kind of specializing around kayak fishing. And it was one of the things at first, it was just for fun. Like, okay, I used to hate content creation and videos trying to tell me anything, which is the most ironic thing now in my life because I'm all about it. Yeah. Um, but it first started out with, hey, let's kind of see where this goes. And then I really started getting into it. And my wife and I started having uh, discussions about how much money I was spending <laughs> on it. I know that all too well. <laughs> so I was like, all right. If I can monetize the channel, and for those of you who are you know, thinking about getting into a YouTube channel, to monetize it, you need 4,000 watch hours and 1,000 subscribers uh, within the last year. Um, and so I met that, and I was like, oh, sweet. Uh, that's great. So now I can like cover the cost of my addiction <laughs> of kayak fishing with some money to supplement it through ads and affiliate marketing and so forth. And then it started like going crazy. And this was like last beginning of last summer i had a couple banger videos just go nuts for me nuts for me not nuts for like you know a lot of people out there mr beast or something like that yeah not like you know there's something but for me it was like whoa significant growth you see my growth my my analytics was like boom pop to the ceiling what is going on and my revenue went from like almost nothing to like whoa it got me thinking like i could if I work on this for, and you do the math, right? You start projecting out. If I work on this for three, four, five years, I can go full time. Never in a million years. You know, I, I remember thinking over the past five, 10 years, like, oh, you know what? If, if there's any regrets in my life, you know, I wish I could go back. And everybody, of course, would love to go fishing for a living, right? Take our hobby and make it into something we do full time. If I could go, I, I would go back and maybe change that. And so, but now with the, with, with YouTube, I'm sitting here thinking, 
I don't need to be that professional, professional, like Bill Dance or, or someone who's up in the tournaments just winning all the time. That was, that used to be the only way yeah. to do, do this full time. You sponsor up and, and you go out there and you win tournaments. Well, in the last five, 10 years, that has slowly changed. And guys like you and guys like me can do this full time because we're addressing something that's always been missed which I believe is the forgotten middle, which is, you know, it used to be, Hey, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get this. And it still is somewhat to this day. We'll get this person who wins all these tournaments and then we will throw them in our boat, throw them in our kayak, throw them with our rods. And that's how we'll sell things. Um, and that still works to a degree, but I believe as we continue into the years ahead, that will be less and less effective. And, and, and people like us, who have built trust and actually answer people's questions um, and have developed those relationships, that is going to be the future of, of fishing and how companies get things done. Mm -hmm. um, and so that is where I'm at. And so the, my, my whole channel is kind of wrapped around this idea of kayak fishing for the weekend warrior, for, for guys and girls out there who are just like me, because I am literally just taking people through my experience, right? Every video that you see, is something that I had, I thought of, I know a little bit about, go and take a deep dive on the research, compile a video, script it out, and then put something together that I love. And hopefully it's helpful for those who, who follow, who follow the channel. And so it's been a wild, absolutely wild ride. Yeah. And congratulations on what you built. One of the things that, and I, I mentioned to you this uh, on the pre-recording like your channel came up on my feed on Facebook and I was like, oh, I wonder why I never, right. I pride, I pride myself in kind of like knowing who's, you know, who's involved in kayak fishing and all that. Cause I've been doing the podcast for almost three years now. And I was like, I never heard of Wendell fishing. Turns out you were just doing the podcast. Now I did, uh, I did, I've had seen your videos and liked, and some of your videos you did in the past. I didn't know you actually were doing, you know, you transitioned, not transitioned, but added, the podcast and the live streaming to your repertoire of social media things that yeah. you were doing. But one of the things that I really appreciate about what you do is you don't go for the clickbaits, which is something that I'm, you know, it's, it's kind of pet peeve of mine. I, I don't <laughs> like it when people, you know, go clickbait crazy, you know, and, and I understand there's a balance. You want to headline something that people interest. You want to catch people's eye. You want to be different than anybody else. But that's very different from doing something that's detrimental to the kayak fishing community or mm -hmm. other people. And by that, I mean going out there and fishing areas where you're not supposed to fish, you know, right. trespassing, and then looking for that uh, headline, oh, Karen, you know, yelled at me, whatever. It's like, and you look at the video, it's like, yeah. Yeah, because you're in their backyard, you know. Yeah, you, I, you baited them, right? Yeah, you baited into them, and then you ruined somebody's day, you know, just so you can get videos and likes. That I, I, I see that, and I constantly put, "I'm not following this channel. Please don't recommend this channel," you know, because you mm -hmm. have those options on like all social media. You can say, "Don't recommend this channel." So I'm, I guess I'm an old guy about that, you know. If I want to see content, bring me valuable content mm. and one of the things that i really appreciate about you it's entertaining you have a great personality it shows through on your videos mm. but at the same time it's educational 
Like there's a lot of things, a lot of public service announcement for people that are new to kayak fishing. And that's something that it generally comes across like you love this. You're here for, for the love of it and the interest in the kayak fishing community versus serving yourself. And again, there's nothing wrong in, in monetizing, but it's the way to go about it. And that's yeah. something that I really give you props for. And I commend you for, because it's, it's entertaining. And again, it, it you can tell that it's hard work, what you're putting out there. Well, thank you. I mean, I always tell people when they're starting out a, a new YouTube channel, I get this, I get this question a lot now because I've seen, I, I would say moderate success in my growth. Nothing that's super crazy because probably because we don't, I don't go the clickbait route. Yeah. Um, I want, I, I want a solid group and I monitor that community, you know, intensely, right? If I get someone that makes a comment that comes in aggressive or attacks someone, uh, I'll just ban them. I don't, I don't need that in the community. You're gone. And you think they keep on writing, right? And they, the only person that's showing up to is them. They don't realize they're banned. Um, but the reason that I started, one of the reasons I started the channel was um, my, I was living with my mother-in-law when I was out of work for a while. And my father-in-law suddenly passed in the house unexpectedly at the age of 60. And I was thinking to myself, you, you think all kinds of things at that moment, but I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm only 40, I was 41 at the time and I love fishing and I might not be around. I got two girls, age seven, age six. I might not be around to share with my girls, right? I could, I could go early if the Lord takes me, he could take me. Um, and so I wanted to create something that if I'm gone and maybe my girls don't even like fishing, maybe their kids like fishing. Well, then grandpa can teach them yeah. even though he's not here. And I was like, YouTube provides that legacy piece. And so when I think to my videos and when I create them, I'm also thinking like, my kids could be watching this in a decade from now if they want to. Their kids and their kids could be watching this, learning from grandpa and great grandpa. Um, and so that's that's why you get the type of content that you get. Uh, and that's why that's, you see the type of community that you see. What has been the biggest thing you've gotten from doing both the social media and the live stream or podcast? Yeah. So the, the uh, live stream and what I turn into a podcast is, well, something I started, I think I'm on episode 16. So literally 16 weeks ago, I started this and I didn't start a live show probably for the reasons a lot of people start a live show. Um, they're like, Oh, live show for me. I, I look at my YouTube channel. It's kind of like a funnel. You have shorts that bring in people. Um, and they want to join the community and then you have your videos that kind of, you know, give them more value. And then the most value comes what I believe in a live show, right? Mm -hmm. The, the people who really love the value that they bring and the value they bring to the community show up on that live show on the weekly. And so that's one of the reasons, because I wanted to provide a space that just wasn't found within the comments, uh, where you get interact. Right. And so. I started the live show not for clicks and not for watch time, but a lot of it was for me personally. It was, I, I live up here in Northeast Ohio, and I thought to myself, winter is coming <laughs> 16, <laughs> 16 weeks ago. And like, I want to still talk about and get excited about something that I love, kayak fishing. I want to talk about it. Who else wants to talk about it? Because I can't just invite my friends over because the people who care about this type of thing are all over the country who care about it to the degree of which I care about it. Right. Me, you, you're down in Texas. Right. 
Um, yep. So I need a way to be able to connect with them. And that is why I started the, the live show and podcast because I wanted to make some friends who cared about the same things that I cared about. And I think now I'm 16 episodes in and sometimes I have double guests on. So I probably, I got 20 new friends now from all over the country in this, this upcoming season for fishing. I will fish with a lot of them yep. as, as I travel. I was like, all right, perfect. If that was the only, if that was the only thing that came out of the live show, um, then it would be a win for me. And we were talking about this in the pre-recording and I think it mirrors what I've experienced as well. And it's how having a podcast Automat no, I don't say automatically, but in the long run, ups your game. Like, if you don't get a chance to go kayak fishing on every single national trail, like some of, you know, Russ Nider, Cody Milton, Christine Fisher, all those guys and girls that travel. Of course, time nothing can substitute time on the water. But when you're restrained in how much time you can spend on the water, being able to talk to other people and just having your mind and your mindset focus on fishing and kayak fishing where you're not actually kayak fishing, it ups your game like in ways that I never thought. Have you experienced that yourself? Oh my goodness. This past year, the gains I saw last year, because it was, it was probably, I mean, I did YouTube for a year and it's kind of like, I was kind of wishy-washy on it. Just trying to like put my you know feet in the water and see if it would take off here and there. But it wasn't until it's when there was about a year ago in the moment I decided, you know what, I if I want this to work, I need to work it like a part time job. And when I started working it like a part time job, um, that, that that, of course, was time I put into research, learning about different baits, different techniques, watching videos, reading articles, um, doing the thing and going grinding at it pretty hard. My game changed. I had the best year fishing of my life last year. And it wasn't like, oh, I, three or 4%. It wasn't nominal gains. I'm talking significant gains. I caught the biggest fish, more of them, more fish, and had the best time doing it last year. And I cannot wait till 23. I mean, we're in it, but I can't wait till the ice unfreezes. Yeah. <laughs> so I can go fishing in about a month. Yeah, and that's that's I think that's the most underrated part about you know doing this whole social media and and doing the interviews and talking to people. What has been the biggest things you've you've learned? Like, is there anything that stands out that you can say, okay, I definitely learned this because of the live shows or you know the interviews that I've done? Uh, for me, I mean, yeah. what have I learned? That's a great question. You know, it's, it's, it's never, I'm to the point in kind of my fishing, I don't know if I want to call it career, um, but I, I guess landscape where there is very few things that will move the needle on my game. All right. So all the gains now are fairly nominal. And yeah. so now it's like nuggets, right? I had Rudd on, I'm pulling a nugget. I had Hoover on pulling a nugget, you know, Creek fishing, John, you know, just, I mean, so I'm just right now, I'm just pulling nuggets of truth that I, that I will implement here in the upcoming year. And I guarantee you those, those gains from the amalgamation of all of those nuggets will, will move the needle, probably not as much as last year, just because I, there's a lot I didn't know last year and a lot I figured out. Yeah. Um, but so now I believe they're incremental gains. Right. And so I, you know, I, I need to move away from a lot of my confidence baits 
that I'm that I'm using in confidence lures because I, I I'm I'm confident in those and I'm confident in the type of fish and the size of fish and the amount of fish I can catch with them. And so typically what I do on my fishing kayak is I, I have a six rod, six rods. I carry six rods with me. Um, three are going to be usually chatterbait or bladed jig of some sort. It's going to be a Ned rig that kills up here in Northeast Ohio. And then my favorite, which people get on me all the time. I love the wacky rig. I destroy with it. It catches a lot yeah. of fish and big fish for me. Um, and so I always have those three. And then my other three are typically I'm just testing out, right? I have a pile of things here. I got, I got the dark sleeper, I got oh, the yeah. mega bass quarter ounce two and a half inches i'm looking forward to goofing around with this guy um i got a smorgasbord of different types of chatterbaits i got the micro i'm going to try out on my spinning tackle to try that out here i think that will that will slay um i'm just trying oh, what else i got here oh yeah i'm going to try out this bad boy this thing's huge speed boss oh my god that. yeah i know so i'm like okay i, I can probably texas rig that bad boy and it'll 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 slay as well so i always have three that i'm not confident with that i'll that i've done the research on and i need to learn it right because it might be better than my top three and if it is it'll take its place yeah and eventually i'll have six that i'm just absolutely killing on it or i'm just you know moving in and out because of the season or what i'm what particular type of fishing i'm doing um so to answer your question incremental Incremental gains is what I'm learning from that outside of the friendship of fellow content creators that understand that side, which is really important to me. So we were talking a little about, about this, Armando, is the, um, like, in order to be, you know, a content creator, I mean, to be a content creator, you're, you know, watch the movies, and at the end of the movie, it's like, oh, the person who got the coffee, and the person did this, and the person that <laughs> did that. Well, on a content creator, it's it's you for every single one of those, right? Yep. 15 minutes, everything is you. <laughs> so, and in YouTube, the crazy thing is, you know, six, seven, you know, I would even say four or five years ago, um, people grew quickly because it wasn't saturated as yeah. today. Um, you know, you could just basically write anything you want. You didn't have to really worry about the tags because um, there wasn't 15 other videos about it. That has changed. That landscape has changed and you have to know what you're doing you got to be strategic because it, it, it rarely happens now where you just post something you go viral and then people go full-time in a matter of a couple months you have to grind for years not only have to be good bat right you actually be a good fisherman <laughs> right um so you have to have the time to get out in the water you also got to be a really great researcher yep right because nobody knows all the information they're spitting out in the video just off the top of their their head unless they've been doing it for a decade right they're they're all they're all doing research yeah. They might know a little bit, but they're out there watching the videos, reading the articles, forming it into their own kind of style and flavor and, and putting it in the video. And so you got to be good at a lot to be successful on, on YouTube nowadays. It's crazy. <clears throat> yeah, it is. And one of the things that I think a lot of people take for granted um, when you start doing it, and I've struggled with this. I, I'm not this huge social media. I only got like 114, I think, uh, uh, subscribers on the YouTube channel. And I've a handful of uh, actually fishing videos. I think only like three. And What's one going thing, on? Yeah. Well, one thing that, that I did, that I do notice, and, and it's, you don't realize it until you start doing it. You see a lot of like, tournament anglers very successful 
No Snyder, Cody Milton, Guillermo Gonzalez, uh, list goes on and on. You know, they are not proficient at social media. There's a reason for that. Christine Fisher, I think it's the outliner. Uh, because what she does is she records all her tournaments and then she posts it on social media and it's not edited. And you kind of, as a viewer, you understand it. You're not watching a John B video where there's a lot of cool editing, B rolls, blah, blah, blah. You're watching because you want to learn what she knows of uh -huh. that. And a lot of people is like, Oh, I got a tournament on that lake next month. Let me go watch Christian <laughs> Fisher's video. Cause yeah. and she brings value to that. Her value is not in doing this epic, you know, edited and, and video like again like john b and some of those great uh, yeah. uh content creators it's more like this is me fishing and the value is you're gonna see what how i catch him what i what i did in that particular lake tournament anglers are great at tournament fishing because they don't get to be burdened in in <laughs> putting videos editing and, and putting them out there because that's the thing you fish for eight hours to get a, a few bites and then you have to edit it and that's another god knows how many oh hours gosh. and guess what and another thing is like i was talking to a somebody that really helps out with uh content creators mm -hmm. shout out to uh charlie wells from uh, uh digital wells you can follow him on instagram he helps out other um content creators and one of the things we were talking about is like if you're going to record a video you got to go to a place where you know you got to catch it well, what's going to happen to you as a in your fishing experience is you're going to plateau because all of a sudden you're going to all these spots that you know you're going to catch them so you can put out a great video. But what are you learning? Because if right. you know that lake, it's just, it's, you know, a lot of these guys, and I'm not throwing shade at anybody. I respect what they're doing. If this is their job, putting content for companies that sponsor them, they have to make sure they catch fish. Right. And they have to know where to go, where they're going to catch them. They have to know how they're going to catch them. Because otherwise, <laughs> it's an eight-hour day that they, or God knows how long, that they wasted the resources on and have nothing to show for it. Yeah. So what happens is you don't get to practice for tournaments. You don't get to practice on your game. You don't need, you don't get to practice on new lures because you need to put out a video with this particular lure because this is the company that you're sponsored with. And that's a very, that's something that I think a lot of people that are planning to get into this need to know right off the bat. Because mm. there are two things. If you just want to make money out of it and there's nothing wrong with it, if you just want to do this because you want to make a living out of it, that's fine. But if you want to grow, if you want to get better at it, and I've every content creator that I've talked to says the same thing. The more you get involved in fishing, in creating content, the less you actually get to fish, <laughs> which is ironic. <laughs> it is. It is. And I, I think you're spot on. I mean, I found that, that that tension as well, especially toward the end of last year. A lot of times I get up before work yeah. and go out to a local lake just to shoot a video. And I'm sitting there on beautiful water with a little ripple just thinking to myself what I would do right now to not have to get this video out and be fishing right there, but you can't, you got to spend yeah. an hour of it <laughs> and there's yeah. your personal best swimming by and you don't know it. Um, and so I, I hear you there. <clears throat> Something that I'm, I'm trying to figure out is I'm to the point now. I think I got 14, four subs. Watch time is, 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 is it's, it's better than what the sub count looks like. 
Um, but I don't have any sponsors and except for one from my live show, us river maps. And so, and he provides value there, which I love, but I don't have any sponsors like on my channel by now. Most people have already sponsored up. I, I can't tell you how many people yeah. have written, written me, <clears throat> but I want to, I want to, what I call kind of extend the free line as much as I possibly can, especially if I don't need it. Cause I, I have a, I have a, I have a job right now that I like a career and I'll probably end up doing it for a couple more years until maybe if the Lord's favor falls upon me, I can go full time. And so right now I don't need to, my, my primary isn't, I need to, I need to go find a sponsor because I need to get paid. Right. I can, I can, I can be my own sponsor. And so that's something I've been really kind of wrestling with. When is that time? Because there's also some, if you think about it, you know, you want to, you want to associate yourself with some brands that you really believe in Yeah. because they're going to help promote you as well. Right. And so there's that, that crux there, but also I'm not influenced in any way. I can say whatever I want right yeah. now. I don't, I don't care. And I do. <laughs> and I, I'm not sure and I'll tag the companies in it saying whatever I want. Why? Because once again, it kind of goes back to why I started it. I don't want anybody to be able to take that away from me, right? Being able to say whatever I want, whenever I want, however I want. Um, and so I know the second I get a sponsor, although I should pick a sponsor that I 100% believe in and shouldn't yeah. have a whole lot bad to say about it, um, it will influence you. It's impossible for it not to. It's human nature. It's a conflict of interest. Kind yeah. of. Um, so you really got to trust it. You really got to trust that brand. Is it, it, before you start pitching that to people who trust you because people aren't stupid. They'll sniff it out in a hot second uh, yeah. if you're not being authentic and real and really believe in it and you're just doing it for a buck. People can sniff that out in a hot second. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. And I I, not necessarily, I don't necessarily know what to do at the moment. It's, it's really, it's an interesting place. It's I'm, I'm honored, absolutely honored to be where I'm at, at that spot. Yeah. Um, I worked my freaking butt off to get here it didn't come for free i didn't kick one video out it was a banger video and i got fourteen thousand subscribers i've counted every single one to get here and it's been long nights editing thousands and thousands of hours to do that um but i don't know it's interesting i don't even know how we got to this where we got how we got to this <laughs> I, I i have a bunny trailed quite a bit i'm sure from the original question but no, but it's 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 something that you know it kind of relates to what uh, you do which is, you know, the content creation and the kayak fishing. Let me ask you this. What has been your favorite guest so far on your live streams that you've truly enjoyed talking to? Mm. You know, I, there's a couple. Uh, man, that's, that's hard. You know, one of my first guests was Itching the Fish. I mean, probably not many other people have probably seen his videos. He kind of does it whenever he can. He's out in Arkansas. I just had a good time. And it, and maybe because it was my first live show that maybe a little bit nervous how it was all going to play out, but he, he just made it so easy. And so I appreciate him for that. It's one of those guys you're like, Oh man, if I could co-host a show with, I'd have a ton of fun with, with itching and the fish to do that. You know, I had read on, it was fun speaking with him. He's got some pretty, he's an incredible storyteller, right? So you get ask him a question. He'll tell a story and everybody's absolutely captivated. Um, so that was fun. Creek fishing adventures with John. Uh, yeah, I've seen I, I like John because he is just like a normal dude. You know, he, he doesn't try to be anything he, he isn't. And 
people see the authenticity in that. And that's why I believe his, his sub count is so high. And um, he, he gets excited. I need to get back to this. He gets excited about every freaking fish he catches. <laughs> I mean, he catches a minnow on some light tackle and he's like, Oh, he, he just loves it. And so I need to get back to like the, the, the pureness of that because a lot of times, especially if you start doing any type of tournament fishing, you get to the point where like, Oh, it's, it's only 16 inches and not, you know, the 17 inches that I, <laughs> that I yeah. needed. Um, it, it, it's, you, you can't lose that. Or the second you lose that, in my opinion, it becomes a job. Right. Yeah. And I don't think it's not, not something I ever want it to be is a job. I still need to have that unadulterated joy of catching a fish, no matter the size, because it's fun. It's just a ton of fun. And so those are a few that come to mind. Um, and I am actually super surprised how easy it's been getting people to come on the show. Um, because I was kind of, I kind of knew I'm episode 16 and I got, John from Creek Fishing Adventures pulling 125,000 subscribers. He's like, oh yeah, I'll hop on with you. Um, and Chad Hoover, you know, coming on. I got some people coming down the pipeline that I'm pretty excited about. You, you mentioned Jeff Mollat. He was on a couple yeah. weeks ago. Um, so it's been it's been fun to kind of rub shoulders with some people that you've watched videos of yeah. for years. You're like, oh, they, they've agreed to come on and answer my questions. Uh, this, is good. this is awesome. <laughs> it's, just, it's just cool. I don't know. You there's one thing, and it's kind of like the the uh, when you go to Bass Pro Shop, you ever notice that it says uh, hunters, fishermen, and other liars are welcome. <laughs> and and it is. I mean, and I'm not saying we all lie, but we all love to talk about fishing. Like if you oh, love yeah. fishing, you definitely love to talk about it. You can be the most introverted person in the world if you love fishing. And somebody says, "Hey, you want to talk fishing?" You're gonna say, "Hell yeah, I want to talk fishing." Dude, talk pull up a chair. My butt off about fishing. <laughs> so it's it's no surprise. Like you at first, I was like, "Oh, I'm surprised and get these people." But once you realize, it's like, "Yeah, no, they're just guys and girls like you and me that just love to give them any any chance to talk about kayak fishing." And you know, you're not gonna get us to shut up about it. Yeah. Uh, I can, my wife can tell you that <laughs> once I start talking about it, she'd be like, Oh boy, here we go. Here we go. But one of the things that, that I think um, is, is most gratifying is that connections you made with people hmm. knowing that like, for example, you, you live in Ohio. I live in Texas. And just in the pre-recording, I realized how much we got in common as far as we both kind of started kayak fishing at the same time, kind of started doing the, uh, the, uh, podcast and all that for the same reasons we wanted somebody to talk to about and not necessarily make money out of it or you know sustain ourselves financially out of it just be we do it because we enjoy it and i think that's the most underrated part about it just being able to talk to people and make new friendships with people that have done this for years and then you see them at a tournament or you see them at icast and you're like, hey, I talked to you on the podcast. And now I get to see you in person <laughs> and say hi to you and talk more fishing. What has been, have you experienced something like that? I know it's only 16 episodes in, but who do you, of the people that have interviewed that you haven't seen in person? Yeah. Who do you look forward to the most to ever, if you get a chance, fish with them or meet them in person? Oh, this is easy. This is really easy. 
Um, so I've, I feel like I've developed a, a friendship with fishing with Gramps. Oh yeah. J, JT in Indiana. He's like my neighbor. Right. And so I'll, my territory, I'll likely go fishing with him because of my work territory. And after work hours, we'll go out and probably have a good time. But this is what I'm most excited about. I haven't met any, any of them, all 16 or 20 of them. Haven't met a single one. What, what has kind of evolved is if, if anybody's heard of the knucklehead bass fishing series, Oh yeah, I was just watching watching Shadow on this live show. No, there you go. So this is what I'm pumped about because I get to meet all of my quote. I'm not gonna like fanboy crush, but a lot of people that I respect Mm -hmm. in the fish. I was just writing a comment to somebody. They're talking about Fluke Master. I was like, if Fluke Master told me to fish a baked potato and it would catch me fish, I'd try it. Right? (laughs) (laughs) I trusted dude. Um, And so the Knucklehead Bass Fishing Tournament is Chad called me up. He's like, hey, man, I saw your videos. Uh, I wanted to call you earlier. I'm glad we're connecting. I want you to be a part of something. And what this is, is is people like Fluke Master, Hoover, Rudd, Creek Fishing Adventures, Fishing with Gramp, and the team is actually growing as we speak, are doing four one-month tournaments. And these tournaments are going are, are gonna to take place at different times of the year, all ending no later than August. And what you can do is if you enter the tournament on uh, Fishing Chaos, and you win that month's tournament, you win a spot to be on Team Wendell or Team Hoover or Team Fluke Master. And it, over those four months, you pick up four team members for a total of five. And we all traveled down to Lake Gunnersville on Veterans Day weekend, and we fished for the Hero Cup. And so I'll, Team Wendell will be fishing against the five, the four winners plus Gene Jensen and Fluke Master and against Hoover's team, against Rudd's team. And it's just gonna be a party uh i mean yes we're gonna have a tournament i don't think anybody cares who actually wins i mean only for bragging rights yeah. <laughs> along the way and so i'm gonna see a lot of the people who've been on my show and be able to hang out with them and that is going to be the highlight of my year and so i'm pumped about that anybody out there can be a part of this so if you're interested in joining a team or or, or the opportunity to win a win a spot and the cool thing about it, let's say you're like, okay, I suck at, I'm suck at fishing. I'm new. There's no way I'm doing that. There's no way I'm going to win. Well, if you just catch five fish in a period of that month, uh, in your five fish limit, and they all have to be at least 12 inches, you can actually drive down to Lake Gunnersville on that Friday and fish a pre-tournament, um, meet everybody still, spend the weekend if you want, and you can win your, your, your a spot on the wildcard team where you fish against all these other teams. And so, Answer your question. That is what I'm looking forward to. And I've had the majority of almost everybody except for Gene on my live show. So it's going to be a blast. Yeah. And Gene is a great guest. I've had him on the podcast when I was mm. in Paddle and Finn. It's just joy to talk to. And one of the things that I really appreciate about Gene is like, he'll give you his opinion. Like, doesn't matter what it is. He'll give you his honest opinion. And I love his honesty on it. And then I'm sure you'll have it at some point. And I'm sure you enjoy it just as much as I did. And just like you, one of the things that helped me into kayak fishing and bass fishing was watching Fluke Master videos. Oh, yeah. Um, it was just like, okay, cool. This is how you catch them. And first bass that I caught was on a Texas rig, which I'd never heard of before until watching a Fluke Master video. And I, and one of the things that I, I like about your channel, it, it goes... It, it seems like it has that fluke master influence where it's not just about hook sets and catching big fish. It's again, public service announcement for kind mm. of fishermen. It's, it's that, Hey, this is what you can do to 
you know, enjoy your kayak fishing experience um, to another level. And that's what I appreciate about the, the content that you bring. That's something that I always um, am proud of to uh, promote on, on mm. my social media and my podcast and now my live streams. Let me ask you about, now that you touched on that, what is your, you know, your tournament uh, schedule like? Like what, what tournaments do you favor? Do you do local trails? Do you do national trails? So, so interesting to ask that question really fast. I want to go back to something you said a second ago. I will answer this question. Sure. Um, but you mentioned the content of my channel. And what I found out really early on is my worst performing videos were me fishing. Yeah. <laughs> nobody, nobody wanted to watch me slam fish. And I was, I was slamming some good sized fish. Nobody cared. So I was like, okay. What I needed to remember, and if you're starting off a YouTube channel thinking about it, one, start it, because I started a year later after I thought about it, and I regret that one year of not having it in the books. So one, as the guys over at Think Media say, punch fear in the face, hit that record button. Your first hundred are going to be your worst, and just go at it. But two, you also got to remember what YouTube is. Mm -hmm. And this is why I believe the channel has grown the way it has. YouTube is a search engine. It's the second most popular search engine in the world, owned by the most popular search engine Google, in the yeah. world. <laughs> um, so it's why you, when you search something in Google, a lot of the answers are videos on YouTube, right? That's, yeah. that's why they own each other. And so you have to answer the questions that people are asking and people aren't going to the largest, second largest search engine in the world and being like, I want to watch dudes catch fish. They can catch fish them, you know, themselves. They just need to, they need to know a certain technique or how to do this or, the uh, safety. And so that's what I, that's what my channel was covering. All the questions that people are asking adjacent to catching fish to help them not only have a better time doing it, be more comfortable doing it, be more safe doing it, and also the techniques to help them kind of grow and evolve as a kayak angler. Um, and so if you remember that, I believe you'll be successful. What has been... Some, and you mentioned Flugmaster, but other than Flugmaster, what's been your most influential or the mo or somebody that you like the most as far as content creation? What's been some of your favorite channels? I should have just asked that question instead of no, it, it's, <laughs> it's a question I ask a lot of the people I have on my show because it's fascinating. No. And I'll be completely honest with you. I don't follow or watch on the regular anybody. And there's a reason for it. Now, I'm not saying I've never watched a video or Fluke Master yeah. video, Chad Hoover video, but I don't like, I need everything Chad Hoover. I need everything, yeah. fish anything or anything like that. And so, and, and I do that because I don't want to be influenced. I want to be me. And the only yeah. way for me not to be me is I can't watch a ton of other people's videos because just naturally I feel like that's what other people want. Like, yeah. oh, other people must want what Gene has because he has 450,000 subscribers. And then by default, I'll bend that way in my video. And I don't want to bend that way. I just want to be me. There's no better time in history than right now to be you on YouTube, right? Because only you are going to have your flavor and say things in a way that people understand um, and want to hear from and trust. And so uh, I like, and I've listened to Gene's videos. I like and have listened to Chad Hoover's videos. I like and have listened to um, uh, who are the guys who do all the lore reviews. 
uh, tactical Ta- basset. Tactical basset, yeah. yeah. I like those guys, but I don't like, oh, they got another video. I got to watch it. Yeah. It's all search-based. And then if I see someone I trust, I'm like, okay, I'm searching for this and they're answering it. I, that's the video I'm going to watch. Yeah, and that's that's a good point. And I think that you can apply that not just to kayak fishing, but, you know, in life general. Like, I, you know, you see people that just like get influenced by this person all of a sudden they just adopt that other person's point of view whether they agree with it or not and that's something that i i think you start your growth as a person you yeah. know you and the more you learn from other people's point of view the more you grow as a person and you like you said you apply that to kayak fishing if you're only watching chad hoover or gene jensen for example which i love if you're only exclusive watching him his videos that you're gonna grow only as far as he grows but if you fast combine that with watching other videos uh greg blanchard or people that fish in the other side of the country that have a different style of fishing then now you can make a complete picture and at the same time have your own personality because like you mentioned it is important that you show yourself and i struggled a lot with uh, the podcast when I started because English, first of all, it's not my first language. Mm. And you can, I have a heavy uh, Latino accent from, you know, my background as a Puerto Rican. So I was like super nervous when I started, but then you realize the limitations are mostly the ones you put on yourself. Yeah, There's really no limitation out there. If you unburden yourself of your own, um, what's the word I'm looking for? of your own self-criticism, you know, it's good to say, Hey, I need to get better at this, yeah. but it's bad when you say, I, I don't think I can do this. That That's the difference. You can say, Hey, I need to get better at this. I need to improve this. That's great. That's self-criticism. That's productive. But when you say, no, I'm not going to do that. I don't think I'll think, I think I'll suck at it. Then that's where self-criticism becomes a detriment. And like you said, there's no better time to be yourself than right now. Like right this now. Is, we're right now. We're in right now a social media world that, uh, for better or worse, promotes, uh, you know, individualism. Like be yourself, be out there, be who you are. People are gonna enjoy watching it if you stop thinking that they're not. Yeah, it it comes out. I think in your personality once you just unburden yourself from that. Absolutely. And that's what people want. They want, they don't want another Gene Jensen. They can follow Gene. They want a, whoever you are. Yeah. Um, and, and here's, here's the prediction. I believe that content creators are the future of marketing. Oh yeah. Right. I, I don't, I, I, like China and Japan and a lot of those countries have already figured this out. United States have not done that yet, in my opinion. And in the upcoming years, in the next five years, they will be an absolute blood of marketing dollars that will be available to guys and girls like you and like me who have built a community of people and they will reach out to you you're i've already get a lot i don't get a lot of domestically we're still here in the united states like oh fandom and tournament anglers and they think you know that's going to be less and less people want real and they want relevant and they want people that they trust and can answer their questions for you and those are not tournament anglers, right? And professional bass fishermen. I can't reach out to Kevin Van Dam, ask him a question, and 30 minutes later, get them to respond to me like you can on YouTube, Yeah. right? And so I believe those, those days 
will slowly wane, in my opinion. And there will be an absolute ridiculous amount of money that flows into content creators. And I think we're we're just on we're just in the beginning the of that of it, wave. Yeah. And it is going to be overwhelming when the United States figures out the conversion rates um, that that people on YouTube can have versus the return on investment they're getting through other marketing means. Yeah, it's coming. Oh yeah, and you can like I said, look, you can look at Mr. Beast what he charges. <laughs> it's like, and you, and you think about it, it's like yeah, you get a Super Bowl ad commercial, you get to watch it on the Super Bowl, and that's it. You were talking about a video that it's there for. God knows, you know, that's going to stay there in a the library that people constantly going to watch and watch and watch and watch. It's not just going to like, okay, well, you know, your contract expired. This commercial is no longer, it's gone used. no, this, com you know, this plugin is going to stay there for maturity, whatever, you know, until YouTube ceases to exist kind of thing. And Never. Who knows what's coming? Yeah. Who knows what else is coming? <laughs> um, you did, you promised you were going to ask the question, but you haven't answered it yet. I did. Tournaments. <laughs> We got we went off we went off the crazy train. I know. Um, right? You know, you want to hear a funny funny something funny that probably nobody knows. Yeah. I have never fished a tournament in my life. Really? Ever. Do you want to fish it? Do you, are you interested? I'm going in to it? Yeah. here in May. That's in the beginning of my knucklehead bass fishing series, kind of starts off. And so in May, I just ordered my catch board. It's it's a sweet magenta red. Um, so I'm pumped about that. So that's gonna be showing up in the mail. Um, I know how to do it. I just, I've always, and maybe you, if you, if you tournament fish, do you tournament fish? Yes. Yeah. And maybe you've, you've had this and I have a lot of guys and girls who follow me on my channel have expressed this kind of concern as well, that they're going to get that. They don't want to lose the joy. And by putting a competition to it, they're afraid that they're going to stop. They're, they're going to, it's going to switch for them. And it's all going to be about winning and the next big fish and they're going to lose the magic of fishing and that's why they never get into it yeah and so i i'm i'd love to hear your story on that i know for me i'm willing to take that that bet especially for the type of tournament that i'm doing with kbf and the knucklehead bass fishing series i also like catch photo release kind of tournaments um and so i might delve into a couple of those starting here probably march um so i'd probably i forget that's called within kbf like the, it's not the Nothing trail series yeah and so I will probably start those kind of on the side as well. Um, but I think that for me, it would be fun, right? Because I, I want to test out is, is what I'm saying on YouTube really actually getting the gains that I believe that it is. Mm -hmm. And there's no, I have no basis to put that against. So yeah. I would like a, I want to create a basis. And the way to do that is having a history of kind of these tournaments and be able to reference, am I getting better? Because it's really hard to determine if you're getting better if you haven't determined a baseline. It's a measuring stick. I, yeah. I think that's what we, we're looking for, right? Like you compare yourself. Like I wouldn't expect, like me. I don't expect to go out there and consistently beat Cody Milton or Russ Snyder or Christine Fisher, but just see uh, throughout time how close am I getting to that level, and that shows progress. And yeah. that's one thing about kayak fishing. I think uh, Bailey Eichberg from Serious Angler has yeah. that mentality. Is like be the student or forever student. I think is is kind of his motto, and and that's true. You know, you don't stop um, learning kayak fishing uh, or bass fishing in itself. I was listening to um, I forgot his name. I don't follow boat fishing as much, but um, the K. Um, oh my God, what's the name of it? 
I'm doing a blank. Um, if oh it's God. boat fishing, I'm not going to be able to help you either. No, but at all, man, I can't believe uh, low budget live. Oh my God, uh, Duncan. Um, he had Carl Jacobson, I think it is the the guy from Australia that he mentions that you know once you just because you get into the elites doesn't there's no point in, in, in bass fishing where you realize okay that's it I've reached the level yeah you may win a tournament you may win angle of the year even in the bass master elite that doesn't mean you're going to win it next year right that doesn't mean you know a year from now or two years from now somebody's gonna up the game more because unlike a lot of sports it's like bass it's nature it adapts it right. will eventually adapt and then you have to adapt with it so that I think that's one of the beauty about the sport. But Darren, I've had you for almost an hour, and I, and I want to be conscious of your time. I know you're I'm in Ohio. fine. So you go, you can go. Well, I also wanted to give you a chance to kind of plug your, you know, where can people follow you? Where can people uh, listen to your live stream? When, uh, what social media outlets do you use? And also, you do mention you have a sponsor. You can definitely plug them in if you want. Yeah. I appreciate that. I mean, U.S. River Maps, you can see over my shoulder. That's my sponsor of my live show. Um, head over there. If you get the code, if you want, if you really love that type of thing, get $35 off. My man, Jeff, starting up a business, small business, started up 20, 20 weeks ago and just trying to get the word out there. So check him out. Um, but you can find me really at, at Wendell Fishing on any platform. I'm getting ready to drop Twitter because it sucks. Um, so <laughs> yeah. it, I get no engagement and it's, it's going downhill, in my opinion. But I'm prime. If you want to get a hold of me, YouTube. Um, I really only do the Facebook and the Instagram and the TikTok because I've already created that content. And it's really easy just to kind of throw over there. Um, but I am all in 100% a YouTube guy. And so that's what I, that's where I spend majority of my time. That's why everything, that's why I primarily do a live show. And then I happen to turn it into a podcast. Yeah. Um, and so that's, I, I, I post more on my community page than I do in any other platform on YouTube. Um, so that's where you find me at Wendell fishing. You guys kind of see it down here. If you're on the podcast, you can't see it, but Wendell's W E N D E L L. Um, my, my live shows every Tuesday night, uh, 8 30 PM Eastern. And of course you can find my podcast right next to Armando's on all of the places you may stream your podcast. And also, if you're listening to Wendell Fishing on the podcast, we can't stress enough. The reviews really do help out a lot. So whether it's a thumbs up or five star, whatever, you know, because I know different uh, streaming services have different ranking system. But just help them out. Just help out Wendell. Yeah. (laughs) I was was on Apple not too long ago. And I was like, oh, you know, you log in the back end. And some jabroni put like one star review. Oh, yeah. You see the rest. Yeah. All the rest are like. There's not, there's not a, a two, three, or four. There's one five, and it throws off your five. Like I feel like it's there. There's just like your competition out there that's going around like hitting ones. Um, maybe, maybe not. I hope not because that would be. But some there's, joker, some joker decided to do that. There's people that have no other, uh, no nothing else to do in the life. Nah. They're just being trolled. Like I, yeah. I, and I don't get it. Like if. Listen, if if that's what you know, that's what you like doing. Then for those that do that, then uh, props to you. I, I've never been. If I don't like something, then hey, I don't like it. I'm not gonna watch it. Yeah, that's, move, move then, along. 
yeah, move along. Let's just move along. I'm not going to ruin it. Try, try to ruin somebody's mojo by living a one star or saying, oh, I don't like this. If I don't like it, I'll just move along. Right. I'll let the people that like it leave their reviews. That's my opinion. Of course, everybody has a different opinion on that. And I respect everybody's opinion. But Wendell, thank you. Darren. And yeah. I'm sorry, how do you pronounce your last name? Wendell it, or Wendell? Wendell. If you're German, it's Wendell. It can be Wendell. You can call me whatever you want, man. Are you German? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I am. I'm part German. <laughs> I'm part German. There you go. <laughs> uh, what's coming up in the pipeline for your YouTube channel? Uh, let's start with your YouTube channel as far as videos and what guests. I know you already have a guest lining up for <laughs> next week. So tell us what you have, what oh, you want gosh. coming, what, what's your plan for this 2023 as far as you can see. Yeah, so I mean, if I were to die tonight after the show, <laughs> hopefully I, not. I would ha- hopefully not. Um, I you would get videos for the next seventeen weeks straight. There you go. I have seventeen weeks of videos done, edited, and scheduled. Um, and so that's kind of crazy. So things that are coming up. I mean, I'm still I'm still shooting videos in my garage, right? So it's a, not a lot of the fishing stuff. It's all the adjacent stuff, right? No. Um, so I did a series on like I, I love propel drives. I absolutely love them. I have a uh, a native Slayer Propel 10, a Bonafide P127, both using the Propel drives. And so I just did a five or six video series on how to maintenance that bad boy. Um, things coming down the pipeline. I got some backlash videos, how to, you know, kind of um, how to store correctly, just how to take care of your gear. Um, but here in about a month, we're, I'll, be, I'll be out fishing. And so you start to see that change, right? With, with the seasons up here in Northeast Ohio, um, you know, during the winter, of course, I do a lot of the stuff that you that you can only do in winter or should only do in the winter because in the summers and spring and falls, you're actually out there in the water getting it done. And so that's what you got coming from me. You know, it was interesting. I was talking to Chad Hoover recently and he was just kind of ex- explaining. I don't, I don't know if he even thought about it. He's like, oh, yeah, Darren, Wendell Fishing is kind of like the DIY kayak fishing channel. And I was like, I don't I didn't like that. Because yeah. I don't want to be the DIY kayak fishing. There's another kayak hacks kind of owns. Oh yeah, I, love I don't want anything hacks. to do with that. I love space. kayak hacks. Um, that's it, it, that's fine what he does, um, but that's not necessarily. I'm still I'm still discovering what I want it to be. I want it, and really what it is now. You're following my journey, and the things I want to learn as I grow. I'm just making a video about everything, every single thing from it. But eventually, I'll need to kind of niche within the niche, and then to figure out like. When you come to Wendell Fishing, this is what you expect. And, and right now, it's just like anything kayak fishing, almost directly related. I, I don't typically ever go outside of kayak fishing. You'll see kayak fishing or fishing kayak in my title everywhere you go. Um, that was your first question. What was your second question? No, that was it. That, that was like, it. Well, what, what, what's your next guest? Or oh, man. You got lined up in your podcast? Oh, I got all kinds. I got guests lined up through April. It's crazy. I have Bass Geek. I got Fish Anything coming up next week. Benjamin Nowak, uh, Cass Cray coming up. Um, I, I just booked Kayak Angler Magazine for April. Oh, nice. Um, I just booked. They, they just posted like the, my sec, second one of my videos on their website, which is kind of cool for me, right? Like someone's actually noticing um, out there. So that was pretty sweet. Who else did I, I booked this week? Oh, shoot. I booked another person for, for April, but I forget, I forget who it is, but man, I, I worked so far in advance, um, but I got quite the lineup coming down the pipeline um, for people. And I ask anybody, I don't care what your subscriber count is. <laughs> it's like, if you're, if I can find your email on YouTube, I'm writing you, I'm at least going to ask. Um, Cause I'm a fundraiser, right? 
you don't have because you don't ask. And so I, yeah. I that's what I do for a living. So I'm like, whatever, here we go. Let's try it. And I'm pleasantly surprised most of the time. Well, man, congratulations. I'm looking forward to everything that you have to bring to the table, both on and off the water. I wanted to ask you kind of a couple of fun questions. You already um, touched on one, which I always ask, what's your three favorite baits? You already mentioned it. Senko, oh, yeah. um, Chatterbaits, I think it was this. Well, Chatterbaits, Senko, and no, Ned Rig. Wacky, Rick, Wacky Rig, Senko, wacky and Chatterbait. Right? Yeah, uh, I'm kind of... It's not just chatter. I mean, obviously people use chatter to, to a lot of times to just talk about, I'm, I'm really interested in getting into like a slobber knocker from Berkeley. Yeah, I'm really taking, one. taking a deeper dive and like checking out the, the, the thunder cricket and checking out the, um, I mean, everybody has theirs, the melee. And so, and really just kind of dialing in the nuances of yeah. all the different types. That's something that I'm looking forward to doing this upcoming, upcoming season. That's good. Yeah. So, let me ask you a couple of fun questions. You ready? All right. All right. If it's all been fun. If you're not fishing for bass fishing, you were not allowed. Bass fishing does not exist starting tomorrow. What will you be fishing for? I'm done. You're take done? Me, take me now, Lord. Nothing? I have no, I have no reason to live. I'm just kidding. Um, I I really enjoy – oh, man, I, I can't just answer just one. But you can uh, answer if, multiple. If, if, if it's just largemouth bass, take that off the table. All, all type of bass. Ugh, frack. Um, next would be, I really enjoy salmon fishing in Lake Michigan. Nice. And I like catfishing. Catfishing. Yeah. 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 Never and so, done. Uh, and if I, I don't get to do these very often. I don't do catfishing very often because it usually involves fishing at night and I have a family. Um, and then I don't typically do salmon fishing because you typically i mean you can i just had shot city acker on my show and whenever i roll through chicago we're going to go out and hopefully get some coho or some salmon um but i will go out with my my wife's um uncle and he has a boat on lake michigan and so we'll go um we'll go out there and slam some salmon it's a, it's a ton of fun but outside of that be musky um, oh, nice. i go down i got some spots in west virginia that i can i can nail the musky on and I have a buddy who lives just about two hours south of me. He's like, dude, you got to come down. I catch miski like for a living. And so looking forward to that. Fish of the 10,000 casts, I think is what they call Yeah, right? not for me. I know where they're, <laughs> I, I, I fish a river for them and I know exactly where they're at. So it's like there you go. The, the fish of 20 casts. Oh, there you go. I'm going to have to go up to Ohio and meet up with you. Yeah, All right, come so on. This is going to be a good question, especially because of where you are geographically. You can fish for only one. Largemouth bass or smallmouth bass? Which one would you be fishing for? Smallmouth for the fight. S smallmouth? Smallmouth for the fight and typically, of course, find them in rivers. And I really, really, really enjoy river fishing. Well, that then you kind of answer my second question. So like, which you can only fish one lake or river. You already mentioned uh, a river. So a river, <clears throat> I, I, I don't really kayak fish rivers. I wade fish rivers. And I do that usually in Pennsylvania. I go on a trip every year and I love wade fishing. Um, but there's also something about if the lake is not too crowded, there's also something about lake fishing that I love as well. Man, you guys, that's a hard question. <laughs> I, if I had to choose one, I think river fishing for the fight and the kind of the nuances of it and being that you, you have to be, I, I'm, a, I'm like a power fisherman. So I always like to be on the move. So if you made me choose, it would be in the river, always having to be doing something at any given time whether it's maneuvering and positioning my kayak or fishing that would keep my brain occupied. I would love that. 
One thing that I've noticed, and this is going back to you being a kind of now a podcast or an interviewer, I would say you kind of answer questions that I already was asking you for. What would you, <laughs> what would you be a power fisherman or a finesse fisherman? You already mentioned power fishing. So I'm, you're answering a few of them at the same time, but that's good though. That's good. Um, so now I have to think of a new one. All right. You mentioned you have three baits that you always tied on. You can only yeah. use one bait for the rest oh. of your life. Which oh, one yeah. would you use? It's it's by far the the wacky rig Senko green. Pumpkin. Even though you're a power fisherman, yeah, but I I like that. I, when I say power fisherman, I I, I power fish finesse baits. It sounds stupid. I, you, um, you're the second person that I've, I've ever say that. One was Jake Harshman, and now you. And I and I for one don't understand how is it that you're a power fisherman in, with a finesse bait. Tell, well, I, explain that to me. I'm, I'm constantly on the move, right? Okay. And so I'm moving all the time. I don't. I don't sit there and pick apart something and kind of finesse and, and you know. I I know we're we're like jumbling jargon together right now. And my definition of power fishing is probably different than the sector. Um, but I use a finesse bait. However, I, I I I'm on the move a lot, utilizing it. So I almost use it as probably not like it's supposed to, which is like a, a search bait. That's how I use my the wacky worm. Except, you know, when I when I look at it, when I look at a wacky worm, how I fish it is if if once I throw in it lands, and of course after it sinks, if I tug five times, I'm done. I don't I don't bring that to the boat. I found over the years that of course you're you're not gonna get you'll get strikes, but not many, and it's not worth it. So I'm reeling in yeah. and going out to my next concentric circles. And I'm power fishing down the way. So I probably fish it a little bit differently than most. Most people kind of sit in one spot, keep on doing it, keep yeah. on doing it. Um, interesting. What, when you asked the other gentleman what it was, what, what he meant by that, what did I he can't, say? I can't remember, but he just said he fishes it fast. I was like that. All right, that's what stuff. it is. I fish it fast. <laughs> fish it fast on the move. It's a pedal, power, kayak. I'm, I'm, I'm usually, I'm literally, I'm, just, I'm cruising down the bank, <laughs> pounding the bank with it. Um, but yeah, interesting. I never said that before. So interesting that you asked that. There you go. Bucket list. What's your bucket list for fishery that you never fished for, but you definitely want to fish it before you. you... Uh, I want to hit up Lake St. Clair. Um, it's nice. just, it's only like an hour and a half. They're supposed to have crazy smallmouth bass. Some of the best fishing in the country. And it's only like two hours away, just around North of uh, Detroit. So need to get up there this year. I have a I have a buddy who owns a house on that lake. And he's like, hey, next time you're up here, we're, we're going to go. I'm like, all right. So probably next year, I'll, I'll get to mark that off my bucket list. There you go. Well, when Darren, again, thank you so much for joining the podcast. Oh, the man, it's been a blast. Thank you. It is awesome to have you on and listen to you. We look forward, again, to your content. What you do is with the, uh, what is it, the Knuckleheads Tournament on KBF? Yeah, if you go over to Fishing Chaos, yeah. find a tournament, type in Knucklehead, and it'll bring it up if you want to learn about it. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. It's kind of like taking the place of what formerly was and no longer is, I guess, the KFL, which was like team fishing. But now it's, I guess, it's adapted to whatever Chad Hoover is doing. So, yep. Brad, team fishing, you know, some people like it, some people don't. I, if you enjoy it, what I think it's, what I gather from it, if it's a camaraderie. Oh, yeah. know, it's not just about winning tournaments, it's a camaraderie of just, learning because if you're in a team people kind of share information and you know you all want to succeed so that's why i love that concept of it yeah you know, i don't see fishing as a team sport but we can't take it too seriously if you get a group of guys five guys 
and you're going to call it a team and feed off of each other, by all means, do it. It's a great way to learn and build camaraderie, which is more important than winning tournaments, in my that's, opinion. That's where I'm at. Yeah. And that's why it's that's my entry-level tournament. Yeah. Right? Because it's it's not so much everybody look at me and see what I can do and how I can perform. It's like I, I win when I win when the people on my team win. Exactly. And that is literally YouTube, my YouTube channel. I don't win whenever you see me doing incredible stuff and you don't know how to do it. Right. I only win when you take what I've been able to share and you use it to help you become a better angler. That's when I win. And so that's why I love the team, the team approach. That's awesome. Well, again, Darren, thank you so much uh, for those out there listening. Remember, if you're going to be in the water, please wear your PFD. If you're going to have a couple of beers, just drink responsibly. Make sure you like make it home back to your loved ones. By the way, yeah. good luck. And to everyone fishing the Hobie BOS in Harrison's chain in, in Florida, it's going to be this weekend. If you're watching the live show or if you listen to the episode on the Friday that it airs, good luck to everybody out there. Stay safe. And again, Thank you, Darren. Thank you for those that comment and watch on the live stream and share it. We do appreciate it. See you all next week. Have a great right day. On. See you guys.